Cinebuds receives support from Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey everybody, from Radio Milwaukee, I'm Dory Zori. And I'm Kim Shine. Yay! <laughs> New guest, Christopher, is taking a break yes. today. And this week on Cinebuds, we are watching Renaissance, Ooh. a film by Beyonce. I'm dancing right now because it was so good. So good. In this world that is very male dominated, I've had to be really tough to balance motherhood and being on the stage. It just reminds me of who I really am. Okay, so Kim and I have been dancing since we started talking about talking about this movie. <laughs> First of all, where did you see it? So I went to the AMC in Mayfair with one of my good friends, and man, we just had a good time. Did you see it on the IMAX screen? No, honestly, I didn't even know that was an option, but that was okay, because she thought that we were going to see it at the IMAX because the tickets were that, you know, oh, that yes. pricey. But now that I realize there was an IMAX option, I know that I'm glad that I chose this one. (laughs) (laughs) I was also at the AMC at Mayfair in the IMAX. And I've got to say, Kim, I love music documentaries, music live concert films. I'm so excited that they are coming more and more to theaters. Same. And so to be able to see Beyonce on the big screen with the sound. With the surround sound. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. You didn't even have to be a true stan of Beyonce or just anything. You were going to have a good time. There weren't a lot of people in the theater at the time, which I was so happy about because I know people probably went over the weekend and things like that. We went during the week. Perfect time. Everybody had space. People were dancing. It was good. Oh, I love it so much. Yep. The movie has been out since uh, December 1st, I think, was the Mm -hmm. opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's already breaking some pretty major records. I'm so excited about that. Um, The top grossing concert film by a black artist of Mm -hmm. all time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's made over $39 million already. And it's only been out since the first. So (laughs) that is the power of music and the the power of Beyonce. Oh, she's such a queen for sure. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into to the full podcast. I mean, Kim, I would love to talk to you about the costumes, the lights, the sounds. And I guess, did you see this tour in real life by any chance? I did not. All right. I was specifically waiting for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pay a th- uh, one-tenth of the ticket price. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So please check out the full podcast. We're going to talk about everything, as much detail as we can on why we both really loved this film. Uh, so we'll be back. Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer, Ann Christensen, and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, Kim, we are back. Where do we start from, like, the opening moments? Yeah, we can start there. (laughs) Begin from the beginning. (laughs) What did you wear? 
<laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed the beginning because she started with some old school things. And I didn't think that she was. I, she totally flipped it on me. I thought she was going to come out hard with some of the Renaissance stuff and then kind of backtrack. But no, she said, let's get some of your favorites out the way. And then we'll build and build and build. And by the time I was ready to go, I wasn't. Because yes. we got to, you know, we got to the point where everybody, we had like, we what Kendrick Lamar was there, just oh, everything. Oh, yeah. The Kendrick Lamar, Diana Ross Dian- appeared in the film. I mean, all how, the cameos. The cameos were great. I think um, she sang a total in the film of 39 songs, 36, 39 songs, something crazy like that. Oh, wow. And uh, some of them were, you know, medallies. Some were just moments of the song. Mm -hmm. But talk a little bit about, this just wasn't a live concert film either. It had, like, documentary footage in it. Yeah, and this isn't the first time that Beyonce has done this, but I think each time she shows us more and more of her life. She gets a little bit more expressive and a little bit more honest about how she's feeling, how the crew treats her, how she wants to showcase women behind the scenes. Uh, She had one, I can't remember what instrument she played, but she was pregnant on the tour. You know, just all of those things. And she just goes deeper and deeper into the process. What I really, really liked was at the beginning, she showed how much time and effort goes into building these sets. And did you catch the fact that she said they had three different sets? Yeah, I got to see her on tour. And the interesting <gasps> for thing... For this? Yeah, for this. My oh sister took my me for my birthday. Gosh. Yeah, and so she played two different venues in Chicago one night after another, mm-hmm. and it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, how did they put the stage up <laughs> so quickly? And that's when I realized they had three different sets. We were like Googling it before. Yeah. So that's super impressive. But I also love how she opened the film with just talking about what it takes to put together an incredible Mm -hmm. show like this. Because Mm -hmm. so often people that are behind the scenes don't get recognized for their hard work. And it's not surprising that Beyonce not only recognizes that, but wants to uplift and highlight their work in the beginning of her concert film. And they even had on special suits. I think they were silver. So that when they were moving throughout the the show, you saw them and you knew that, hey, they're part of the crew, but they're also part of this major production that is for you. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. And also thinking about that major production, Kim, not only do you have to put together choreography and every moment of a tour, but then you have to think about it in a way like this is going to be filmed and Mm -hmm. then captured for a, a movie like that is like the inception level of yeah. like intelligence that Beyonce has to think about the shot within the shot within the shot. And she's such a visionary. She showed us some of that process, too, when she said, OK, we need more lights here or we need the lights to dance in this way. And then there was one point where she wanted a larger screen and someone said, well, we can't do that. And she responds, well, I Googled it and she <laughs> It exists. So what are you going to do now? (laughs) I love that. You would think that the people around Beyonce would know by now that they shouldn't say no unless they have like 10 different bits of proof that this can't be done. and, And she, like I said, she is such a visionary that whatever she pulls inspiration wise from other people or whatever is just native to her, she can make it happen. And I like the fact that even if there is some kind of trouble 
throughout her career, and I think this comes from her parents, you just see that she goes through it, whether it's her, you know, tripping on stage or whether her mic goes out, you know, she just continues to find a different way to keep you engaged and make it so that it's not a problem. It's just something to overcome. Yeah, she's a true pro and she's got to be pretty confident in herself. Otherwise, someone with less confidence wouldn't be able to handle themselves so gracefully. No, and she's so beautiful. I just, I and it was so wild, Dory. I like Beyonce, but I am not like part of the the Bayhive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't say that in, in a bad way. I just I've never dove in that deep. But watching this film, and I have seen her in concert before, just not here. But watching this film, I realized how much of a fan I am. Like how many songs I enjoy. There were only maybe a couple that I didn't know, and mm-hmm. I was surprised myself. I said, "Oh my God, maybe I am part of the Bayhive," and I just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess she would say yes. Come on in. (laughs) Right. The honey is nice and warm in here. So going back to the beginning, I do love how it started off with these beautiful, like old school kind of torch Mm -hmm. songs. And Mm -hmm. can we talk about the the outfits? So Mm. she wore different outfits for pretty much every single performance that she had on this tour. Yes. With the exception of very few. And... So how do you highlight all these cool outfits within one concert film? I think they did it really well. I do, too. And I mentioned that to my friend because uh, within the first few minutes, yeah, you saw so many different cuts to different outfits. And I said, oh, my gosh, whoever edited this was impeccable. Mm-hmm. And also going back to thinking about like all of this and how it is put together, you have to think okay, which performance was the best in this outfit? Right. So can you imagine how much time they had to, to take to go through every song in like every key city that they wanted? It would be so fascinating to talk to the editor of this documentary, yes. and I should give them props in just a second um, and actually look up their name <laughs> because you are so right. Like, was there someone... During the, all the concerts that were being filmed that were taking notes. Yeah. Right? I feel like if they knew that this documentary was coming, they should have probably, they probably had a team of people mm-hmm. already noting the best, worst parts, yes. the really cool things, the, the crowd participation mm-hmm. at one show for this one song that was like over the top, wonderful, that needs to be shown. Yeah. So, and, and this outfit is beautiful, but we can't have too many shots of this song and this outfit because there were some where she, you could tell she was in different cities, mm-hmm. but the outfit was the same and it was a different song. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty nice. Like we saw her sing uh, Dangerously in Love in this outfit, but the outfit's back in this song. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great. And and she's always had just beautiful clothing, even, mm-hmm. you know, from when her mom was helping Destiny's Child and whatnot design and her mom and her uncle um, until now. It's just always been very intricate and mm-hmm. al- always very flashy. Like, I think it's her and Mariah Carey that I would say I really enjoy their outfits, even though Mariah usually just has like the little tiny dress. Mm-hmm. I just it's always sparkly. You're there for <laughs> it colorful. every time. <laughs> Yeah, what a great choice of outfits. And I know so many were designer, but not only did Beyonce and her immediate backup singers and dancers kind of coordinate, but the whole team on stage Mm -hmm. did in one way or another. And I think during the show I saw, I'd say maybe she had six different outfit changes during one show. (laughs) So it's like almost every kind of era and 
and like chapter of yeah. the Renaissance tour. She had a different outfit on, and some I like would always look at her shoes, like, okay, are those shoes where she's gonna dance oh, really? in, oh. or are these the shoes where she's going to stand a little bit That's and so do funny. more singing? I don't think I ever looked at her shoes. Oh, I don't think I remember seeing her shoes at all. That's how they get you to go back and see it again. <laughs> you didn't look at her shoes at all. No, I can't remember looking at them. No. I mean, there like, w- not once. There was so many other things to look at. <laughs> I, I looked at her outfits so much and like the head pieces and how everybody, yes, they were color coordinated mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and just how feminine she always looks. Even when she's being real gritty, yeah. it's still, this is me. I've found myself. And she had a point in the film where she even said that more because mm-hmm. Every time she opens up, she'll say, hey, I'm becoming more of a woman. I'm becoming more sure of myself. But now she's like, in my 40s, I don't care. Yeah. This is me. If you like it, if you don't, it's me. It's so freeing. <laughs> and during these, like like you said, the more she talks and the more she does these behind the scene things, like I think she's really come to terms with the fact that there's two of her, right? There's right. the mom and the wife and the sister, Honestly. and then there's business Beyonce. Yeah. And they, it's hard. You can't really let those two like smush around too much together. No. And she, I feel like she's really kind of figured stuff out, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> right. Duh. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like she's doing a good job. And that also goes into, you mentioned parenting. Her daughter, her eldest daughter, mm-hmm. Blue, oh my gosh. I, I I didn't know that Blue had such a role in the film because when they were doing the clips and stuff, and I tried not to watch any of the clips, but you, how could you not see Blue on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just that song. But in the film, you realize she was in a whole medley. And this yeah. was a whole process. It wasn't just, Mom, let me do this one. No, we're going to have you do a whole set with the crew. Yeah. It was so cool. So I knew... She came out like she didn't come out the night before our Chicago show. Mm-hmm. So we weren't quite sure what to expect. Yeah. And when she came out during ours, oh, you saw the crowd so went cool. wild. And one of the most beautiful things about not only being at the show, but then it was reflected in the concert footage mm-hmm. was just seeing the pure joy of everyone in the yeah. audience. And that was so real when I went to see the show and they showed a little bit in the concert film, too mothers Mm -hmm. with daughters with like single digit age daughters all together like families generations friend groups enjoying the show together and that's Mm -hmm. how it felt in real life too so I love all that fan (laughs) concert footage I know some people complain people don't want to see fans faces but I feel like if you can enjoy a stranger's pure joy at something (laughs) then that means that the artist is really producing what they say like it's genuine and Mm -hmm. it's pure and to know that Blue, at least, has such a strong work ethic right mm-hmm. now. I mean, can you just imagine what she's going to be? Because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even think about being Beyonce's daughter. And at first, you know, you're a little nervous when you go on the first time. And everybody's talking. The whole world has an opinion about you. And you're 11. Oh, and she did not crumble. She didn't. So kudos to Beyonce, Jay-Z, just everybody in that network that's making sure that this little girl knows what she wants to do and is supported in that. And it's so beautiful hearing how she was, um, from her parents' point of view, not Beyonce and Jay-Z, but Blue's parents were like, yeah, she wasn't really taking it seriously in the beginning. And then at the end, she was working her butt off. Yes. And that's what you hope for your children, right? That they recognize like the importance of hard work. And if mm-hmm. they have a goal, that they just try to do their best. Love it. So what a great parental <laughs> moment that was, too.
And then we had mentioned there are some cool surprise cameos. And mm-hmm. honestly, like if you can go see this in the theater, it's more than the regular price of a movie. But treat yourself. Yeah. And I mean, there's options. I don't know how I know IMAX is usually more expensive, mm-hmm. but ours weren't too much, mm-hmm. you know, I and I don't like to pay a lot at the movie theater, <laughs> <laughs> but this was well worth it. I, I totally agree. Um, see it maybe more than once. So we talked about let's see. We talked about the different. 34 songs that you got to hear. (laughs) Kim recognized most of them. I was very proud of myself for also recognizing most of them. Um, Camera angles, just to get all those cool shots. I feel like at one point you got a good idea of what it was like to sit in the front or the back middle or the very, very top of Mm -hmm. the stadium. Mm -hmm. And she thought about the experience for everyone in all those seats because it looked great from every angle. It did. And I think my favorite shots were when the, the photographers were on stage and they were doing like a, um, they were moving in front of her mm-hmm. and moving around and stuff. And there was one shot where it actually turned all the way around, did like a 360. Yeah. I said, oh my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> and, and then, you know, yes, you should go see it live if you can. But I was like, this is why I like the concert film because you get to see more. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely there were points where I'm like, oh, I must have blacked out. <laughs> They sang this song. I never left. I never left to go to the bathroom. But there's you never left. No. That film was so long. No. And then I <laughs> during the concert either. I couldn't. I didn't want to miss a moment. <laughs> My friend actually did leave, and I I was looking at her, you know, saying, "Okay, you're an adult, but also you are crazy. How are you leaving Jeez. right now? You're missing it out, missing out." And she said, uh, when she came back, she was like, "I could hear it in the restroom." <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, so, Dory, we didn't talk about the silver. Oh. And how she just made silver just a new thing. <laughs> just made silver a new thing. Just like, oh, my gosh. And we were, so when, there were so many people wearing silver at the show that we were at, too. And I never was, like, more excited in my life to just see people dressing up and just having this safe space. Beyonce creates a safe space for people. Right. Which is also really, Very really special. about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the silver. Now, I feel like I, I have, like, one or two silver things. Can I even wear it? I don't know if I'm cool enough. Well, I was going to ask if you wore silver to the concert itself. But no. if not, yes, you can definitely wear it. That's the whole point. It's freedom. I know. I Get wore, your sparklies on. Show your tummy, you know. Right? <laughs> no one's going to judge me at a Beyonce concert <laughs> if I'm showing my tummy. <laughs> it's, yeah, I just love it. I just love her. The costumes were so cool. All the different parts of the stadium you got to see. Um, how are the stage effects for you? Did I mean, I think they did a good job. Like, there's so many layers of video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I would rather see more of Beyonce than, like, the trippy stuff that was going on behind. But I feel like they yeah. did a good job about showing some of it. Yeah, I it was enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see any more of it. I think that that's the part that makes the in-person experience better. Yeah. But on the concert film... I don't need to see all that. I'm okay. <laughs> all right. So we are both suggesting that you go grab your bestest pals. Yes. Or maybe somebody that you think might really could could use like a good experience at the movie theaters. Yeah. Just a, a good a good energy boost. If they're feeling down, this is something. If you just are having the best day, it's going to make it better. And you could even go by yourself, honestly, because you will not be dancing alone. <laughs> oh, you <Okay>. won't. <laughs> 
I love that. Kim Shine, it's been really great to have you here. Usually you're just listening to us and trying to make us sound better. Yeah, I, I edit you guys sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. And sorry. But now we're going to get to a point, a part where we like to ask our new guests some get to know you questions Yay. through film. So, um, Kim, let's start with the film that you may have seen the most in your life. What comes to mind? Okay, so I don't really watch or rewatch films. I don't know why, because I love leftovers when it comes to food. <laughs> but I don't really rewatch things. But I have a, a few. Can I say a, a couple? Absolutely. Or maybe a few of them. Uh, American Beauty was one of mine. Mm. Uh, I really liked Johnny Darko. I've watched that a couple times. Yes, The Minions, because I just love The Minions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, oh, there was a couple of others that I really liked. The Craft, mm-hmm. that was good. And oh, then yeah. one more, um, gosh, it was like The Illusionist or the... It was two competing films at the same time. Oh, yep. The magician, two magician films. Yes, that one too. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Am I learning that Kim Shine likes magic? (laughs) Do you do magic? I, I, maybe I should. I don't do magic. I do magic on this podcast. No, but you guys are great. You guys are great. You help me do it. Um, <laughs> no, I just really like um, the kind of cultish films mm. or like more dark mm-hmm. kind of dark comedy films. I like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, there's not a film that you watch year after year after year. So you're probably like talking five times or less for each of those films. Man, yeah. If even. Yeah. Wow. People are like, can you quote this movie? Nope. <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. Unless you have a photographic memory. <laughs> For the bigger things, but yeah. Mm-mm. All right. Next question. Do you remember the first movie you saw in a theater proper? No. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't. But I. But my love of film, though, if I can switch it that way, my love of film comes from my dad. Um, I remember my first memories of watching movies just in general and those were the horror films from like the 90s and like the late (laughs) 80s so my introduction into film was like Freddy Krueger or (laughs) Jason yeah like it was things like that and from there it just kind of kind of built oh your dad really liked those kind of movies yeah and he he still does the I think the only type of movies that we don't really that we don't really vibe on are um some, sometimes like the action movies, sometimes mm-hmm. they just take it too far. Yeah. But John Wick is one of my favorites. Totally. I completely agree. We should have a podcast talking about why I, violence in films, a lot of times I can't handle, but John Wick, not a problem. I know. It's magical. It is magical. <laughs> All right. So a film that you know most people do not consider good, but you ride by it anyway. <laughs> I feel like for all these questions, I have to give you multiples. I, I'm so indecisive. Um, do you remember, because we're going to take it back to the, the 90s and maybe the early 2000s. Do you remember, um, but I'm a cheerleader? Ooh, <laughs> yes. That's the first one that came to mind. I don't know why, but I, I loved that movie when I was younger. Is that Taya Le- <laughs> Wait, is that the Taya Leone, but I'm a cheerleader? I, I believe so. I believe so. Um, and and when I say these these films now, I think to myself, 
who was I when I was like 13 years old? <laughs> oh, yeah. It is, Natasha. She oh, yeah. stars as Megan Bloomfield, a high school cheerleader <laughs> whose parents sent her to a residential inpatient conversion camp to cure her yes. of her mm, yeah. sexuality that they didn't agree with. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great one. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. That was that was kind of the only one I think that came to mind. I also this one I think people do enjoy, but I think people forget about it. Tales from the Hood. What's, oh man, it's it's a it's a black horror film from the '90s, and I think it's maybe even like '94 or something like that. But basically, it was a, a compilation of three different horror stories, and one of them I really remember because it had like these tiny little killer dolls. Oh and gosh! This, and this guy who was controlling them, and so if you ever get a chance to see Tales from the Hood, uh, just enjoy it for what it is. It is a classic, <laughs> not just for Halloween. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anytime you want to be creeped out. Yes. All right, and then um, a movie that made you laugh the most. It's got to be the Minions. Honestly. <laughs> I'm obsessed with them. I am old as dirt, but I love them so much. I'm so excited for the new movie coming out in 2024. I will be there. <laughs> awesome. All right, and then, you know, just we should have ended on laughter. Now I'm going to make you think about the time you cry the most at a movie. <laughs> I should have flip-flopped those. Well, this one might make you laugh, too, because I just, I don't know. I, all the All the movies that I really remember off top come from back in the day. So... Two movies that really made me tear up when I was younger. Uh, Five Goes West. Oh. <laughs> and then The Land Before Time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, those, those made me made me kind of sad. As, as an adult, I don't really know. Because um, these days, anything could make me tear up. You know, it's no just, doubt. It's just, just being an emotional person. Like, anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It's so sad. Like, actually... So I was watching The Exorcist, the new Exorcist, The Believer. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It took it back to the old horror days. So I really respected it for that. Um, but I teared up in that, too, because of the relationship between uh, the father and his daughter. Aww. Or one of the fathers and his daughter. <laughs> it really mirrored my, my relationship because my mom passed when I was younger. Uh-huh. And that was the, the premise of their um, storyline, like how it kicked off. Oh the my mom gosh. passed and then... You know, they had to to do what they did. And so that really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. But overall, oh, my God, such a good movie. I can't. I can't. I just can't do um, possession movies. I saw the original when I was really, really young and it messed me up. Really? Yeah. So um, uh, I will have to take your word for it and everyone (laughs) else's. I'll watch it, but then I'll have nightmares for like six weeks so it's okay. not worth it yeah i don't want you to be mad at me coming in to, to work and <laughs> giving me the evil eye i like him i can't sleep i watched the exorcist movie but that relationship between father and daughter is probably beautiful yeah it was all right well kim shine please come back to the podcast sometime just don't be our producer behind the scenes <laughs> thank you for inviting me this was extremely fun and i cannot wait to do it again Yay, Christopher Pollard will be back next time. Uh, we would like to thank a couple people. We couldn't do the Cinnabud podcast without Kim Scheid, our producer. <laughs> <I'm> back. <laughs> <laughs> also, we'd like to thank Newski for our theme song. Uh, we also like to give a shout out to Cinnabud's sponsor, Associated Bank. And as you know, Kim, we wouldn't be able to do this both with Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film mm-hmm. with the love and support of our members. Yay. Woo-hoo. So thank you guys for everything you do. Try to go out and see a movie in a theater. Treat yourself. See you next time. Bye-bye.